Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on X at C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. You can also read my regular CBSSports.com column, Agents Take on NFL, Salary Cap, and Contract Matters. Today we're going to take a look at the solution to Chris Jones' holdout. Um, Chris Jones ended a 51-day holdout on Monday by signing a reworked contract, which does not result in a contract extension. 2023 is still the last year of his contract. Now, he held out of 44 days of training camp. Training camp ran from July 22nd, the day that the uh, Chiefs had to report, until September 3rd under the CBA in terms of fine purposes. And at a $50,000 per day fine that could not be waived or reduced or forgiven, that's $2.2 million that cost Jones. So he missed three days of minicamp. Um, and that was $98,753. He gave up his $500,000 workout bonus. And one week's salary. He was scheduled to make $19.5 million as a base salary. Um, so one eighteenth. Of that, it's an 18, 18 week regular season, was $1,083,333. So, the grand total of money that Chris Jones lost through the holdout, if you add up these four different components, $3,882,086. Now, $50,000 workout bonus and the mini camp fine. Those two things, minor in comparison, because that's $598,753. I'd consider that the cost of trying to get a contract done if he had not have gone through this holdout, which to me was a surprise just because of the daily fine. Now, Chris Jones's new contract, the listed base salary for the 2023 season is 19000 $499,900. There technically are 24, 25, 26, and 27 contract years, each at $40 million apiece. Now, um, it had been reported that there were incentives in the contract which could boost his compensation into the $25 million per year neighborhood. Yes, that is true, but they're not incentives. Um, Had they been incentives, then because this contract's being renegotiated after regular season, they'd all be likely to be earned. So there's a way, the workaround that was to put the incentives in an option bonus. There is a $100 
option payment that must be made for, during a period between one day following the Super Bowl, which would be February 12th, and no later than seven days following uh, the Super Bowl, um, which would be the 19th of February. And if they pick up the option, then that's to exercise a 2028 option year for $40 million. Now, those incentives that had been discussed all over uh, the Internet and reported um, will escalate the option bonus. Now, three cap of... For his playtime in weeks 2 through 18, that's uh, if it's 35% or more, hits 35% mark, he gets a million dollars, gets another million for reaching 50%. So it's not playtime for the season, it's for the last 17 weeks of the season. Um, he had that um, ten that incentive for 10 sacks at 1.25 million. Um, that's now part of the escalator. That stays. Then he has another 500 for 500,000 then there's a you know being first team all pro and the chiefs going to the super bowl that's a million dollars and then there's defensive player of the year in a super bowl win that's another 2 million so the most that the option payment can be is 6.75 million now the option payment since it's happening in the 2023 league year and all these incentives, whether earned or not, are considered likely. So the option, the max amount of the option bonus, which is $6.751 million, is a cap charge and gets prorated over those five years. So you're going to take that six five six point seven five one million, divide that by five. That's going to count one million three hundred fifty thousand two hundred dollars on the cap for each of those years. Then there's also what's called a non-exercise provision, where if they don't extend the contract for the 2028 year and he's still on the roster, the eighth day following the Super Bowl, uh, that that's going to be on the 20th, um, the eighth day, I mean, the eighth day following um, the Super Bowl, it should be the 19th, the 18th is the seventh day. So if he's on the roster the 19th of February, then they still have to pay the amount of what the option bonus would be. It's now non-exercise fee instead of an option bonus payment. So there's no way around making that payment. Then the 2024 25, 26, 27, and 2028 20, league years, presumably they're going to exercise the option. If he's on the roster 10 days following the Super Bowl, which would be the 21st of February next year, they all void. So, assuming they pick up the option or not, they're still going to have a five point, a $5,400,800 cap hit in 2024 before even sticking a franchise tag on Chris Jones. He could still be free, but um, they still have the right to franchise him. If you have a contract that voids before the end of the franchise designation period, 
the franchise designation period, always in the CBA, starts on the 22nd day before the upcoming league year and ends eight days prior to the start of the upcoming league year, the 2024, which will be the 2024 league year. This year, the franchise tag period runs from February 20th to March 5th. Contract voids on the 21st, so they can stick a franchise tag on them. Now, what is this franchise tag number going to be? Well, you're working off of how much his base salary is going to be this year, what he can make. You're going to take a prorated amount of the $19,499,900. He's going to make 17 eighteenths of base salary. That's 94.44% of that. So that means the base salary for franchise to put in the franchise tag formula is going to be $18,416,572. Now, he already had going into this year $7,041,668 of proration. You add that extra 1.35 from the option payment. And you're going to have the proration reach $8,391,668. So, before you apply the 120% rule, because he's going to be 120% of his prior year salary, not what's going to come from the formula, because it's the greater of those two numbers. And me, when I'm figuring out the formula, um, I'm getting the defensive tackle number to be 8.656% of the cap, the 2024 cap which we don't know what it is. Um, conservatively, it could be $245 million. That's very conservative. Um, $245 million would be basically a 9% increase. So we'll say 245 And if you go off of 245 then it's $21.207 And you, you're working off of $26 million $808,260 before you add the 20% increase. That's what's considered Chris Jones's prior year salary. 20% increase puts his franchise tag number at $32,169,012. Now, pretty high franchise tag. Well, the biggest franchise tag for someone who doesn't throw the football, a non-quarterback, was Demarcus Lawrence? It's the largest, largest number that's ever been. Some's ever been designated. It was a second franchise tag by Dallas. He's getting a tag in 18, 2018. Getting a tag in 2019. That was twenty million five hundred seventy-one thousand six hundred ten dollars. That was the largest franchise tag to date for a non-quarterback. If you throw out that second franchise tag that. Dak Prescott made the Cowboys burn in 2021, made them formally execute it, knowing they were getting a deal done, so it was irrelevant. That was that number was going to be $37,690,800. That's technically the largest franchise tag there's ever been on a player. There's only been one franchise tag figure that is larger that a player has gotten that's been larger than what it will cost the Chiefs to put a franchise tag on Chris Jones next year. That was Lamar Jackson this year, quarterback. $32.416 million. And they went the cheap version. They didn't go the exclusive version. Um, they went the uh, 
non-exclusive version. So either way, whether you go exclusive or non-exclusive, because the non-exclusive franchise tag can never be lower than the exclusive tag, it's going to be $32,169,912. Now, what I'm unsure of is how option payment factors into the equation. Um, but that's the base value of a franchise tag uh, next year for Chris Jones. Now, in terms of his holdout, <laughs> seems like in hindsight, should just held in if he's going to do something. Because <laughs> uh, if you look at it, if he hits all of the escalator, and that's tough. And I'm one thing I'm curious about, since it was going to be considered likely to be earned, why do you need the Super Bowl appearance tied to the All-Pro? Should have been standalone All-Pro, I'm nitpicking. And he's never been Defensive Player of the Year. He's only been first-team All-Pro once in his career last year. Never been Defensive Player of the Year. You don't need to tie that to the Super Bowl either. So that $3 million should have been a little bit easier to make. It's going to be tough anyway. Let's look at the sack incentives. Um, he's made had 10 sacks twice in his career. Um, each time he's gone over 10, he's gone over 15. Um, he's done that twice in his career. I consider the 10 sacks for 1.25 uh, achievable. 15, that's tough to go back-to-back 15. If he gets 15 in two years in a row, he's great shape for whatever happens next year. Um, getting, as long as he stays healthy, knock on wood, as we saw in the Monday night game, injuries happen. No one expected Aaron Rodgers on the fourth play of the game. Tears Achilles and potentially end his career. I, I say potentially because I don't expect him to go out like this. I expect him to come back and play, but he's out for the season. So, if Chris Jones stays healthy. He's going to hit the first two thresholds for this escalator, so he's going to earn $2 million uh, for the 35% play time and the 50% play time. That's $2 million. That's essentially coming close to wiping out the fines. And the one week of salary he missed... If he can get to the $1.25 million for 10 sacks, he's essentially taking care of the fines and what he lost in base salary. Um, I'm going to consider, as I said earlier, the workout bonus and the mini camp fine is just the cost of trying to get the contract. But he essentially would be made whole if he hits those three. The most he can make out of this deal is $25,166,672. Now, you subtract that from fines, and by that I'm going to include the $598,753 for the workout bonus in minicamp. Most he can net out is $21,284,586. So, if you look at it from the standpoint he was scheduled to make twenty. In this contract this year, including the workout bonus, not 19.5, just the base salary, he's going to be up if he hits everything, which I don't think is possible. One million two hundred eighty-four thousand five hundred eighty-six dollars. Most likely, he's not going to hit that final three million. So he's going to make 
essentially 19 million dollars which puts them in the hole a little bit. How you interpret the mini can't find and the workout bonus, and I call it a costume business, so you can really say he's at break even because you were always going to lose those in an attempt to get a contract. Um, hold out, the hold in would have been better. You save yourself the $50,000 per day fine. You don't do anything really except go to meetings. You're there. And you get you, you play week one, so you're not out the almost 1-1 one, one game check. Then you, don't, then you don't do this deal, and you're same place you were had you done nothing when you just table discussions. Now, he made it seem like everything's really amicable, amicable when he was talking to the media that he still wants to be a chief. There's nothing personal, so very mature public outlet on the whole holdout. I think there are a couple things you got to remember about a holdout. Um, player, the agent works for the player, not the other way around. And that was my experience from being through a couple of lengthy holdouts. One with Keenan McCardell, which went into the regular season up until the trading deadline that we gave him all the information and all the reasons why you shouldn't do a holdout. But he was determined to hold out, so it was up to us to try to execute a strategy and make the most of the situation. We couldn't get paid, but we shifted gears to want to get traded and ultimately did get traded, so we did accomplish our secondary objective, getting traded to the Chargers at the trading deadline, and then got a contract right after the season. So I don't know who was the engine driving this train, but it may not have been the Katz brothers forcing Chris Jones into a holdout. I don't think you can hold out until the regular season and it just be the agent's idea. A player has to be very committed to investing in the process for him to miss 51 days um, and give up the amount of money Chris Jones did um, for a holdout. And then um, something else I was trying to figure out was, was this holdout almost a necessity based on the offers? Well, um, we had the report from Mark, Mike Florio a couple of weeks ago that kind of conflated what, at least in my mind, what I thought the offers were because uh, he was really looking for $84.5 million over three years, including this year. So if you subtract it out, that's a two-year extension at $32.5 million. And the Chiefs were at 74 over three years, so that, meaning it would run through 2025. Subtract that, subtract out the 19.5 left on the base salary, then you were talking 54.5 million over two years. I did some digging according to someone who had some knowledge with the negotiation, so I'm not going to reveal. They said that the new money from the Chiefs never got above Quinn, never, never, it was a little above Quinn Williams. Didn't tell me how many years. And that Jones was, if he'd gotten somewhere above the midpoint of Quinn Williams, and Aaron Donald, which in Donald's deal, which was unusual, he had three years left on his contract. They didn't, they just uh, ripped it up and gave him a new deal, 95 million over three years, so they have just 31 point, 31 million 166 thousand six hundred and sixty six dollars. You got somewhere around the midpoint, which would be about 28 million. You could have got something. Get, you could have gotten something done. Now. Since I was told the new money average isn't much more above Quentin Williams at 24 million, and it didn't get to 25, 
that kind of explains, if my source is right, why you had the holdout. <laughs> because if you aren't getting the $25 million per year in new money, you, you're not getting a deal done. And if my source is right, and Chris Jones would have taken $28 million per year in new money, then he's being more reasonable than the Chiefs, and the Chiefs' arrogance in a contract comes from the fact that everything's worked out well for them anytime they've had a contract situation, particularly with high-profile players. Trade away Tyreek Hill instead of paying him, win a Super Bowl. Get Patrick Mahomes to sign contract, which definitely isn't going to maximize his career earnings. 10-year extension of $450 million. Maxes out at $475 million through the incentives. Um, and you get Travis Kelsey to sign a very backloaded extension when he had two years left on his contract. So I can see why the Chiefs were thinking we didn't need to do anything. Um, move heaven and earth. And we'll stick to our guns on an offer. I get that. That's quite understandable given how things have worked out for them. Um, this only gets worse next year to me if you're trying to get a deal done, if, provided he plays well. And, and he's 29, 29 heading on 30. That's not going to be too old to get paid, in my opinion. He goes out, and even if he has the Chris Jones year where he's like, 9, 10, 11 sacks. He's pro bowler, not a first-team all-pro like last year. It's going to be fine. Um, someone's going to pay him probably what he would have settled for in the $28 million per year neighborhood. He goes out and he's what he does last year. Yeah, that's going to be tough <laughs> to try to work a deal. Um even though he will be 30 next July 3rd. I say this, not going to be a problem. Because I represented John Randall, who was his co-agent. And he was 30. He had 15 and a half sacks. Then goes out and becomes the highest paid defensive player when he's a transition player by the uh, Vikings. And we simultaneously negotiated with the Vikings. Didn't sign an offer sheet with Miami and got a deal done. Um, the $6.5 million under that salary cap, uh, which was $52.388 million, um, you adjust that to cap inflation for the $224.8 million cap there is today, that puts you at almost $28 million per year. And that was for someone who was going to turn 31 at the tail end of the first season of his contract. So I'm not looking at being 30 as a kiss of death for Chris Jones. Um, so there's still going to be a big payday for Chris Jones. And plus Aaron Donald's 31 when he got his contract um, done um, last year. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, there is an interesting wrinkle that could end up affecting Chris Jones's franchise tag value. Now, Chiefs did include automatic conversion rights in this contract. So that means at any time this year, if they wanted to convert part of his base salary into signing bonus, they can. Now, how this gets relevant is because of a question I asked today. Having Jones in mind when I knew that the contract had conversion rights. And it relates to Kirk Cousins. Now, Cousins is in the final year of his contract. But heading into this year, he had dummy voiding 24 and 2025 contract years that automatically voided the 23rd day prior to the start of the 2024 league year, which would be February 19th. Franchise tag period starts February 20th. That remained when he did a salary conversion this year. And Cousins lowered his cap number from... million to $20.25 million with salary conversion. So my question was for the increase over prior year's salary, are we working off of the original 2023 cap number or the converted one? I was told the converted one even though you got those voiding dummy years. So to make sure I wasn't misunderstanding this, um, I was like, okay, so, you, so this would be his third franchise tag. So it would be 144% off of the 20.25. Um, and I got yes. So that means, hypothetically, and I don't know if it will ever happen, let's say the Chiefs, after this week, wanted to convert all of Chris Jones's salary into signing bonus. They could leaving him with a base salary of a shade over $1.035 million, And they'd be converting almost 16-3 into signing bonus. If you do that, then you're going to have $13 million, uh, You're going to create $13,038,550 cap space, which would become part of the $5.4 million cap charge, uh, that's the downside for when everything voids. So then you're going to have, you'd have $18,538,550 sitting as a separate set cap charge in addition to a franchise tag for Chris Jones. Then you'd fall into the um, formula amount. So you're talking twenty-one point. 207, plus you have the 18.4 sitting there. So combined cap charge for Chris Jones between a tag and the dead money, you're talking over, you're talking like 39.6 million. That's why you 
wouldn't go to that extreme. So that'd be the downside of that. But that does exist as a possibility. Now, I suspect that you might be better off leaving it alone. Um, because right now you're talking base 32.17 plus 5.4, you'd have less overall cap charges uh, this way with the higher tag number. But there isn't anything precluding a deal from being getting done this year. It can still get done, although Chris Jones said that he'd prefer not to talk about it during the season. There isn't anything precluding a contract from getting done between now and when you'd have to franchise him. I'm not ruling out a tag and trade that you stick a franchise tag on him. And even though he says he wants to still stay with the Chiefs, that the Chiefs certainly I have a hard time seeing them have him walk out the door for just compensatory third-round pick in 2025. You can still do a tag and trade. But if you're going to try to do a deal, I, I assume it's gotten harder because you didn't have Nick Bosa in the equation when – most of these negotiations were going on. Aaron Donald was the highest paid nine quarterback. Now it's Chris Jones. So he wanted supposedly $30 million per year, was willing to settle for 28 The cap's going to go up. If you adjust what he wanted this year by cap inflation, we'll say conservatively, that he was really looking for 30 and you adjust that by cap inflation... He's going to be looking for like 30, almost $33 million per year. So postponing it, delaying, makes it even hard, make, probably makes it harder to get a deal done if he plays well. Maybe it's kind of softened both sides from their positions because I think both sides underestimated the resolve of the other side. <laughs> uh, so maybe they'll both approach this like, the Chiefs will be, well, if we really want this guy, we better make a push higher than where or a lot higher than where we were and get closer to that amount he's willing to settle for. But as an agent, I found out that whatever we if we played well, whatever we asked for the previous year, if negotiation dragged on, that's obsolete and, we, and that's no longer available. So this thing uh, will be continued. Hopefully, Chris Jones has a good season, and we'll go from there. Now, just to recap, Chris Jones is still playing on the one-year deal. Uh, base salary was essentially unchanged. He's not; He doesn't make up the game check initially. Um, he's going to make uh, $18.416 million basically in base salary this year. Um, he can max out at twenty, basically twenty-five point one six million if he hits all the incentives, which went into this uh, um, option bonus to pick up a twenty twenty-eight contract year. There are voiding twenty-four through twenty-seven contract years that void tenth um, day of the league year, uh, uh, ten days after the Super Bowl, I should say, which would be February twenty-first. Uh, Chris Jones can still be franchised. Um, next year, barring any type of conversions, it's going to be $32,169,912 to franchise Chris Jones in 2024. That would be easily by far the highest franchise tag for a non-quarterback and would be 
the second highest franchise tag that potentially someone would have played on behind Lamar Jackson's $32.416 million ever. Remains to be seen whether they do franchise him, but this Chris Jones saga is to be continued. Thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget you can find me on X at C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L and also read my regular CBSSports.com agent's take on NFL salary cap and contract matters. We'll see you back here next time. Bye.